Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we continue uh, to journey through the book of Revelation. And we've made our way into chapters 6 and 7, so if you've got a Bible and it's handy to do so, open it to Revelation chapter 6, and we'll read chapter 6 and 7 today. Our focus will come at the end of chapter 7, verses 9 through 17. Uh, we looked yesterday at this... Uh, vision of the uh, the worship in heaven, the accolades uh, given to our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the call to one who is worthy uh, to break the seals of the scrolls. And so uh, one of the uh, uh, ways of outlining or of structuring the book of uh, Revelation is according to seven seals, seven trumpets, and seven bowls that shall unfold over the balance of the book. And so it begins uh, with the unrolling of the scrolls, scrolls uh, sealed with seven seals. That is, uh, again, uh, it is perfectly sealed until the time uh, in which the Lord Jesus uh, unravels it or unfolds it. Uh, I guess the question to be asked, uh, do the events of uh, uh, described uh, at the breaking of the seals, uh, again, you've got, you're seeing events in heaven, and they're going to correspond to events uh, upon the earth. Are they events that have taken place? Uh, again, primarily in the destruction of Jerusalem. Are they events that have uh, taken place repetitively over the course of history? Or are they events uh, that will take place uh, just immediately prior to the return of Christ? And so certainly at some sense they inform us uh, related to the events surrounding Jerusalem. Uh, I think they inform us to, as to events as to how history has unfolded. Uh, but obviously uh, my conviction is it says something uh, about uh, future events and the coming uh, judgment upon the earth that precedes the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so in chapter 6 we see uh, this business regarding uh, the seven seals and the corresponding afflictions that come upon the earth, uh, the wrath of the Lamb, the judgment of God. Uh, then uh, this 144,000 is described as being sealed, as being ransomed, as being delivered. And uh, obviously there's been a great deal of speculation about who these people are. Suffice it to say uh, they represent uh, those who have been saved by our Lord Jesus Christ. And upon seeing all of these things, uh, John describes for us a great multitude. And uh, he speaks of that beginning in verse 9. So let us read. After this, I, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number uh, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes from where they have come? And I said to him, Sir, you, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. And He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And so we see a multitude of the redeemed, 
that have been redeemed from uh, the earth, a time uh, or, and a place described as that, characterized by uh, great tribulation. And they stand before the throne and they confess the greatness of their Savior. They say it, uh, that which the Savior uh, deserves to hear and that when we gather for worship, we should do the same thing. This should inform us as to how uh, and uh, we praise our God and what we say to Him, that He deserves to hear from His people of His uh, greatness. And so, uh, uh, so having identified those of a great unnumbered multitude uh, before the throne, that again, uh, because the gospel is going to go forth, uh, there are going to be millions and millions of people from all manner of tribe, tongue, and nation that are going to be saved through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so now... Uh, this group, this multitude, is in the very presence of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they are protected by the great shepherd. The shepherd does uh, that which shepherds do. He provides uh, for their nourishment. He provides for their thirst. They, he provides for their uh, protection. They shall not be afflicted by any of the fallenness of this world, and he shall uh, eternally uh, supply that which sustains their soul. And all of the tears that they have cried, in their experience in a fallen world, all the tribulation that has brought the sobs of grief, all of those tears shall be wiped away by the great and good shepherd, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. And so I think that's great news uh, for us uh, at this time and for all times. And I pray that this is a blessing uh, to your day. <music>